Hello and welcome to the Sports Bar Podcast. Now you might be wondering, uh, if I look it up, it's just going to be like different names. But like, ours is original. Ours has two R's in the last word of the podcast name. And it's a play on words because that happens to be someone's last name. You may or may not know who, but if you look on the website, which we probably might need to update that. But I am here. I'm joined by Matt Bard. Hello. Hello. Uh, coincidentally, doesn't your last name uh, contain them two R's? I guess, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. <laughs> I'm Braden. For those who don't know well, who is talking right now, that'd be me. So, we are going to talk about the NBA free agency and trade rumors. Starting with the free agency, uh, not sponsored or anything, but looking at Bleacher Report, every NBA team's top target in 2021 free agency. There are some, t- there are some players that are listed on here multiple times. But, and also they're in alphabetical order of the city that they play in or whatever. So, starting with the Atlanta Hawks, we have point guard Patty Mills from the San Antonio Spurs. 2021 stats per game, 11 points, two rebounds, two and a half assists, half a steal. Shot 41% from the field. Statistics probably don't even matter anyway, but their ideal role for him, if they were to get him, backup point guard. Because, you know, you have Trey Young, who is in his first playoff appearance, made the conference finals. Pretty good showing. Yeah. Uh, I was even surprised that the Hawks even made it that far because – to be honest with you, um, I had them out in the first round against the Knicks. I think a lot of people did. Um, not many people where I'm uh, where I'm at had them out that earlier. They all believed in them down here, but uh, I'm only about 45 minutes from Atlanta, so yeah, they were very happy around here for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, next up, we have the Boston Celtics. Their t- their top player being point guard T.J. McConnell. Um, from the Indiana Pacers. Stats per game: nine points, four rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Um, and shot fifty six percent from the field. And they and their ideal role would be him at at their starting point guard because they just lost Kemba. Right. Also, I'm not sure if anybody remembers, but earlier in the season, I believe he had a triple double with steals. Nice. I think he had so like you, ten or eleven steals in that game. Now, now what you're talking about right now is you, this is Boston's target player 
Well, not necessarily, but I'm using uh, the website says that every team's top target. Yeah, it's, it says top. Okay, target. that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at because we're talking about players in teams and not the teams that they're on. So, right. I'm uh, the reason why I'm saying like T.J. McConnell's from the Indiana Pacers is that like they know that the people know that T.J. McConnell does not play for the Celtics yet, but he could but he could play. He could be. He could uh, sign a deal with them. So I'm saying the player's potentially former team, just so we get that cleared out. Got you. Okay. And also, I think this would be a good – I think this would be pretty good for the Celtics, considering they are kind of retooling their roster a little bit. They got back Al Horford. In the trade, uh, in the Kemba trade, I think it's gonna work out fine. Uh, next up, the Brooklyn Nets, Nicholas Batum, possibly at their backup guard, forward, or center. Um. No, in the uh, uh, Nicholas Batum plays for the Los Angeles Clippers. They just got eliminated in the Western Conference Finals, which, again, like most teams, I had them out. Like I think I had them out either in the first round or the semifinals, because you know it's the Clippers. What are they going to do? That's a big difference, though. Yeah, but looking at a. Batum's stats, he's actually shot 40% from three, which, I mean, that's it's, that's really good. But, like, first position, he's a forward. It, it doesn't specifically say, like, small forward or power forward. It's He's, like, he's an interchangeable small and power. But I think he will – I think if the Nets sign him, he will definitely fit into that rotation. Uh, you can probably put him at the four when you have – yeah. Gotcha. The so Charlotte Hornets top target, Jarrett Allen who averaged a double-double this season with 13 points and 10 rebounds on 62% shooting from the field. The ideal role would be their starting center. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have to actually – let me look up the stats for Bismack Biombo real quick. Bismack Biombo. Uh, stats. Uh, basketball reference for this season in particular. Nope, that's that's backwards. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, Jared Allen would be a better center to have than. Bismarck Biombo because Biombo's twenty eight and Jared Allen is I'm not sure how old he is. Let me actually let me also I'll do more research. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I could see Jared Allen playing for the Hornets, considering that they made the play-in tournament this year with the Rookie of the Year. What? Who was uh, that? I was just, I was, I'm just because I think I think I think uh, like rotation-wise, I think Jared Allen could fit the Hornets better than Biombo does, but. That's just me. Gotcha. So I reviewed. I reviewed all this. Like I, I took. I did a quick scan through, make sure uh, it's everything's legit, and then I scrolled across the Chicago Bulls. Their target player is Lonzo Ball. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. Look at his statistics. It's 15 points, five rebounds, six assists, one and a half steals, 41% from the field, 38% from three. This is one of his better uh, three-point shooting seasons. But Right. Their ideal role for him would be their starting point guard because they have, like, Kobe White or whoever. Interesting fit. Yeah, you can get the backcourt duo of um, uh, Alonzo and Zach Levine. That that might be interesting. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Target player is Goran Drag- Dragic. I stroke trying to pronounce his name. Um, backup point guard or sixth man. Um. He was a key player in the in the uh, Heat's uh, twenty twenty finals run. Um, yeah, that. All oh, right, that that finals run ended in. Uh, yeah, I, I, and he can also he can also be kind of like a a mentor to like uh, Colin Saxon or Darius Garland. Because they got some, they got some young players on the Cavaliers. Uh, Dallas Ooh. Mavericks, Kawhi Leonard. Wow! Now, now we're talking here. That that's right. something. This, this is this is where uh, this is where we get in the meat of things. So see now. Go ahead, you first. All right. So obviously, average twenty-five points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, fifty-one percent shooting from the field, forty percent from three, and the ideal role would be their starting small forward, or their, or, and possibly their franchise co-centerpiece. I think the reason why they say like co-centerpiece, like obviously they're going to have to build around like Luka Doncic and all that. I think when you bring like a player like Kawhi, I think that can help take the scoring load off of um, Luca a little bit because takes the ball out of his hands as well. Yeah, but he can also he can also uh, in, like I think is I I think it is like probably both of them average around twenty two or twenty three points a game, but like Luca just averaged like a triple double for the entire season because of all of his playmaking that he can have with Kawhi. Right, and also uh, 
with uh and and also like the third the third star on the team is Tim Hardaway Jr. So I think I think it's perfect. I think it's interesting, but I mean, wasn't Kawhi working his way out to LA? Wasn't that the plan all along, even though he had to do it via Toronto and go out there and win a championship? But didn't wasn't he really just trying to get to LA? I guess you're right, but there's the Clippers are still waiting for his uh, option on like if he wants to keep his player option or not, and if he wants to and if he wants to re-sign with the team. It just seems strange to me. And again, hey, work your way around the league, have fun. I mean, he'd technically be back in Texas if he did if he does sign with the uh, Mavericks. But that's what I thought trying to get away from a few years ago. Right. I mean, I, I, for some reason, I think the thing is because of the uh, the uh, the medical staff in San Antonio. For some reason, I think there was something complaining about that back in 2017 when he was injured in the conference finals. I'm just saying. What I'm reading is that he's staying with the Clippers. Yeah, that, that's what I'm reading, and I think I I, I kind of think that I think he's been working his way out to LA. There there are a couple pieces away from really making it making it work, but I mean he's he's got Paul George there. I mean they they've got a shot at a championship in the next next year or two. Yeah, but eventually that window is going to start closing. So every window closes eventually, otherwise the rain comes in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Denver Nuggets, Derrick Rose. He's still playing? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's still playing. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, he was practically the, the Knicks' leading scorer in the playoffs. I mean, he almost had like 20. Right. How far did the Knicks go in the playoffs? To game five of the first round. All right, then. If Derrick Rose is your leading scorer, in 2022, you got trouble. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. My opinion. My well, not so humble opinion. Yeah. And the ideal role that they would have him in is like the sixth man role. Uh, six or seventh, yes. Okay. He's, he's 32, but yeah. Uh, and he's, I, he's one of those, I, I remember I was watching a video. Where there was like the biggest what ifs, Derrick Rose is definitely like the big one of the biggest what ifs. If he if he hadn't torn his ACL in 2012, like what did did the Bulls actually go to the finals? Right, right, okay. So, have you looked at a replacement for Derrick Rose in New York? Um. No, but if you want me to skip ahead to New York, if actually do do would they even have it on here? Let me see. Oh yeah, they do. You won't believe it. They're 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 when they lose uh, Derrick Rose, they're gonna their top their target player is Chris Paul. Yeah, okay, that would be mine too. But I think you got a better shot at uh, West Virginia point guard Miles McBride. Miles McBride. 
In the draft. Oh, in the draft. Oh. Yes. Right here. Um, oh, yeah. All right. The Detroit Pistons. Okay. You're jumping right off of that one. All right. But uh, just remember the name Miles McBride. All right. Uh, I'll write that down. All right. It's written down. So, All right, so now we're going to the Pistons' top target. Talon Horton Tucker. Give me that name again. Talon Horton, Horton Tucker. Tell me a little bit about him. Well, the stats for uh, 2021, uh, nine points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal, 46% from the field. Um, he needs to work on his three-point shot. It's twenty-eight percent, but you got, but you have him at a sixth-man role. And it says in the first sentence that says around here, Taylor Horton Tucker can either be one of the biggest bargains or busts when the dust settles on free agency. Well, I'm just saying. I think we have a better chance of having Cade Cunningham on the Pistons than being lucky with THT. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you for shortening that name up because I think it was a whole lot of names saying for a whole lot of I don't know if anything's going to happen there. But Yeah. And then we get to the Golden State Warriors. Um, their target player is Reggie Jackson. Great baseball player. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, great baseball player. Just uh, Ron Era. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Not a two-sport athlete, then. No, that'd be Bo Jackson. All right. So what are we talking about with uh, Reggie Jackson? Um, 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, half a steal, 43% from three. Nice. Uh, so he would have the sixth man role, obviously being like backing up uh, Steph or even Claire, possibly. But like, if if somehow the if somehow the Warriors just sign Reggie Jackson, do you realize how even more lethal like when when Clay comes back? Um. How 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 many threes a game just between the three of them they're gonna make per game? It's just gonna like that's basically like fifteen threes a game. I mean I mean yeah. I think Golden State's going to be back up in the top, in the, in the top of the league of three-point shooting, just with those three. I mean, along with some of the other guys as well. But like, still, I'm still not totally can you convinced you can live only on the three-point shot, though. You're right. There, hey. there are teams that I, I'm not saying that they're going to heavily rely on that, but like, it's 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 there. So, Houston Rockets. Lori Markinen. At their starting power forward position. 
So then again, they also do have Kenyon Martin Jr. Kenyon and Deshaun Jr. Like it, I know, and it's a name that you haven't heard, except the junior part. Eventually, eventually, we're gonna be in, in the in the. There's gonna be. We're gonna eventually stumble into into a, a basketball world where everybody, everybody's father is playing the NBA, whether <laughs> they were a bust or not, whether they were great or not. It's just gonna happen eventually. Not a- what? Were you making a disparaging remark about Kenyon Martin? Because I actually thought he was a pretty good player. No, I'm not saying that Kenyon Martin wasn't a good player. I mean, he was a all-star in 2004. I I looked back. Well, I, I didn't, I, when I say looked back, I mean I watched for the first time. I watched both the 2002 NBA Finals and 2003 NBA Finals on YouTube. Uh-huh. And I, I, I've now come to the conclusion that the New Jersey Nets were were good. They, oh yeah, yeah. I think so, I think like after the two thousand four playoffs, that was their start of the decline. Gotcha. Okay, so we think. What do we think the chances of our uh, marketing ending up there in Houston? House. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, I think. I'm seeing no news about him, but well, he's been moved to the bench following the trade for Vucevic. Right. And also, I think Daniel Tice would be. Probably their starting power forward in Chicago. So I think maybe if he decides, oh, go somewhere else, Houston might be the place for him. Could be. That's, uh, I'm seeing some really cool dunk videos from him. <laughs> All right. Indiana Pacers. This is where I start mm-hmm. to question everything. Tim Hardaway Jr. There we go with the juniors again. All right. All right. So, what are we questioning? Um, well, now that I've read the first sentence, I just realized that the Pacers' head coach is Rick Carlisle, and if he wants to bring Tim Hardaway Jr. over, like you can have. Oh my God! It'd be the backcourt of Mal- Malcolm Brogdon and Tim Hardaway Jr. That, that, that. Pretty good. You know what I mean? All right. So, but wait a minute. Now, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract is not up yet, so he's not a free agent right now, is he? Um, let me let me see real quick. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, now you're you're right. He he is an unrestricted free agent. I see it now. He just finished up a four-year deal. Gotcha. He is a UFA. Mm-hmm. And for those who have no idea what UFA stands for, or for those who just only listen for one sport, that means unrestricted free agent, which means that he can go anywhere he wants. And I'm thinking anybody that's listening to a podcast about free agency and trade, 
might have an idea, but that's good. Good, good clarification. You're welcome. I did my research too. <laughs> I'm doing mine on the fly here, though. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Los Angeles Clippers, Alec Burks as Alec their sixth man. And tell me more. Where's he playing so, now? He's he played for the he's currently on the Knicks, but he could like sign with the Clippers. But anywho, he played a so big like, role in the Knicks' success this season. Is half the Knicks roster basically free agents now? I got I, I wait a minute. Hang on. So I feel like this this is the third player we've talked about. Yeah, because we were talking about Derrick Rose. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. No, Tim Hardaway Jr. is on the Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah. I swear was... I just... Oh no, it was somebody else. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Yeah, but, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another Knicks player on here. Oh, that's right. I reviewed this. There is another one, but I'm not telling you until we get there. All right. All right. Uh, the Lakers. Um, looking at Jeff Green from the Brooklyn Nets as a backup forward or center. I can think of three players from the Brooklyn Nets I'd rather get, but hey. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Just my not-so-humble opinion. You're right. You can tell I'm right when I'm talking. Yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> and even says in the description, LeBron James has recruited Green before with the Cavaliers in 2017-18 season. So that could be that could be like a so, is that the vibe? Get back to the finals. Um, possibly. I mean. You, I'm not saying that injuries like where was the main reason. Like it, it was a reason, but like there's there's other reasons. But Memphis Grizzlies. Kelly Wait a minute, Junior. LeBron James prediction. Are you ready for my bold LeBron James prediction? Yes, ring in the LeBron James prediction. There are two things that can help LeBron James get back to the finals. What are those two things? An ownership stake in a team or a head coaching job? Because as a player, no, he'll never do it again. That's I said bold, that. That, that. That's some bold takes. <laughs> you, you heard it here, folks. Those are some bold takes. And I'm kind of leaning toward the ownership stake in a team because, well, we, we know how player coaches. I mean, there, there are some great coaches who were players, not necessarily the best players at the time. But now I've heard of a, one player who was like the best player of his time, possibly all time, done pretty well as an owner. But still not to the finals. We all know who that is. 
<laughs> All right. You can find highlight reels of that guy or some places. Yeah, uh, may- maybe maybe YouTube. Kind of funny, though. He couldn't get a studio with uh, Adidas at the time, you know, when he was coming out of college. Damn oh, shame. Yeah. He, he, may, he may or may not have his own brand. He, he worked out with another brand for a little while. But... All right. Next up, who are we talking about? The Memphis Grizzlies. Their target is Kelly Oubre Jr. Possibly I've... as their starting small forward. Aim higher. Yeah, I think I think I think definitely you can go definitely better than Kelly Jr. That's my opinion. All right, Miami Heat, Kawhi Leonard. I said before <laughs> that there are going to be some players on here that are listed multiple times, and Kawhi is that player. I like this better. You know, he worked to get back to LA. You know, that, that limelight, that L.A. life. Yep. I get that. But Miami? Oh, yeah. I can see that. As they're starting small forward and possibly a franchise centerpiece. I mean, they were in the finals last year. He'd be going back and taking LeBron's old team, you know, and take them win a finals. That'd be kind of a cool thing to, you know, feather in his hat there. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that as a very realistic landing spot. Yes. And you know what's kind of ironic? The yeah, next team on here, the Milwaukee Bucks, their target is Victor Oladipo, who plays for the Heat. The team that they just swept in the first round, and they're looking at one of their players. Hey. You know, picking up a player from a team you uh, you beat in the playoffs worked out for the Warriors a few years back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Kevin Durant, though, he wanted to join them. If you and can't beat them? They were like, oh. Okay, here you go. How's cash? <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them, huh? Yeah. Especially after blowing a 3-1 lead. But the Warriors also had experience in that later on in that same playoffs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, this would be oh, – I mean, he's been on the – he's been on the Magic – He's been on the Thunder. He's been on the Pacers. He's been on the Rockets and now on the Heat. If he joins the Bucks, that'll be a sixth team in his entire career. Have we discussed Golden State yet? Are we getting close? Um, we we already passed Golden State. I, you know what? That that's messed up because I did have something I wanted to say about that. About the. All right. uh, who was who was you? Who did you say was their number one target? I'm sorry, I got to go backtrack on this one. Uh, Golden State's number one ta- uh, uh, target was Reggie Jackson. Silence. Yeah. 
I was waiting for you to respond, but anywho. No, I'm waiting for you to tell me who it was. Oh, it was Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, okay. Now, I I mean, that's not a bad target, but I, I, do, I did have a better target, and he, he's been on their roster right now, and I think they should re-sign him. I'm waiting to see that news any day. Oh. Kent Bazemore, but just keep that in mind, okay? Got that in mind. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so now, now we're on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, their target is P.J. Tucker. Meh. Yeah, it's the first sentence. The Minnesota Timberwolves rebuild needs to end. And you decide that a 36-year-old P.J. Tucker who averages more rebounds than points per game is going to help with that? Right. When you talk about 36-year-old in a rebuild, I'm thinking you're talking about a head coach or assistant coach or something like that. Sorry, but um, and then again, Minnesota rebuilding. When was Minnesota built in the first place? But hey, um, yeah, because they failed to uh give Kevin Love any help, and it's they it gave looks... him the best help they could give him. They let him go play with LeBron. <laughs> yeah, they're like, here you go, win a championship with LeBron. Oh. All right. Uh, that that just says it all. All right. Uh, next up, the New Orleans Pelicans. Danny Green. I looked at this one, and I was like, maybe that's not a bad place. I mean, he did. He is shooting like he shot forty-one percent from three this season with the Seventy Sixers, and and he says his back. The ideal role would be backup guard slash forward. Yeah, and they are they are up and they're 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 on their way up. Not a bad spot for them. I like yeah. it. I, I approve. Like All right, so we're at the New York Knicks. This one is the uh, Chris Paul. Which <laughs> some say that this sounds like this sounds horrible, but some people think that he could rock a Knicks jersey. I As starting point guard. I really, I get that the Knicks would want this. And if the he wasn't doing so good right now, if they win this championship, I said it's not going to happen. Yeah, if the Suns win the championship, he's obviously not going to be leaving. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, it would be a dream job, you know, to go there and be the, you know, take the Knicks to the finals, but I mean, it could, it could, I mean, look at Kawhi skipped town on Toronto pretty quick, didn't he? Yep. So I'm not saying it's, you know, unheard of, but I, I really, I like, I like what's going on in Phoenix. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen this quick, but yeah, I, me neither because like the eight of the eight Oh bubble run, was like basically the beginning of everything. And then Chris Paul signing to Phoenix. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so, right. uh, but hey, they're they're looking good right now. Up two zero, right? Yep. Yeah. So, Nick's, uh, you might want to start targeting another player. I'm sorry. Yeah. All but, right. The OKC Thunder, John Collins. There's Interesting. Some sort of, yeah, there's some sort of trend with OKC. There's practically with the with the uh, departure of. Uh, Al Horford, I don't think there's any player on that roster that is 30 years or older. Kemba's like 28 or something like that. But he's not 30. <laughs> Kemba's practically the oldest player on the team, basically. Is OKC like the kind of place you go to because you lost? <laughs> no. I mean... Nobody wants to play there. Who wants to play there? All right. So the last free agent they signed. Technically, no one. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe Al Horford was the last free agent that they signed. I mean, I I don't know what kind of position you got to be in to where you're going to go. Hey, I, I can go play in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Where they've got nineteen hundred draft picks in the next fifty years. Well, that's the only way they're getting players. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Orlando Magic, Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. At least he doesn't have. If he signs with the Magic, at least he doesn't have to leave Florida. Right. As their starting small forward, good bit. And I think, that, and and he, it says here that the Magic were the NBA's worst three-point shooting team after the trade deadline, thirty-two percent. Ouch. Duncan Robinson shot forty-one percent in the entire regular season. So he could bring them up by what? Three points? Three. Realistically, probably like uh, maybe eight or nine points. But no, 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 no. I'm talking about percentage points and three point shooting. If you're, he's going to raise them up about 35 then. And I don't, unless he takes the majority of the threes, but. Unless he, unless he just, just, unless he just, unless, unless he goes into, unless he goes into like video game glitch mode and goes 45% for the 2021-22 season, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize his. (laughs) But I'm just, I'm just saying like, there's, there's, you may never know, but like, I think, I think, I think Duncan Robinson is a good three-point shooter. And obviously with the 40, 41%, like. That's like one of the top, but like still. It'd be a good pickup. I could see it happening. Yeah. The one thing all right, the Philadelphia 76ers, Kyle Lowry. Nice. Yeah, I think I think again, I think this is another one that is do you approve of this? This'd be I a mean, good addition. I could see that fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously Kyle Lowry just won won a championship like two seasons ago, and then it was just like 
It was like it was like the the like the biggest fall off ever. Like in just two seasons, they missed the playoffs after winning the championship, which got to be got to be hard. It's got to be, be like the worst thing. Okay. I mean, see with Kawhi leaving. Like, there you go. I mean, there you go. I mean, it's not that amazing. To, I mean, where did Cleveland go when LeBron left? They went 19 and 63. That's where they went. I mean, like, if we were in like European soccer and allegation and all that, the team would have dropped out of the freaking league. <laughs> yeah. Right. You lose that star power that took you to the finals. And and then that that happen, It's happening more now. It's it's strange because that didn't used to happen. You didn't win a championship with a team and then try to move on, right? I remember. If I may go back for a minute, uh, I believe the Pistons, the Bad Boy Pistons. Now Rick Mahorn. But he wasn't a free agent. I believe that was a trade. Yeah, that was a trade. Yeah, it was, they got, it was a trade. They got Mark Dwyer. But, yeah, that, that's like the – I just couldn't imagine, you know, like, hey, we got the team. We won the championship. What? Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> We're going to take away a piece. But Aguirre was a good addition. That worked out. That yeah. worked out. Yeah. All right. We're down to the last couple teams. Phoenix Suns, Frank Natilikan, Kina. Um, whoever, whoever's parents are, they need to decide on how to spell their last name. Okay. Um, they're, they're looking at him as their backup point guard, which didn't, didn't, didn't make sense at first because they have Cameron Payne and his, and his, uh, uh, remarkable career comeback after being one of the worst players in the league like a few seasons ago. Right. So. Well, um, what was his uh, average minutes this year? Um, for some reason, they don't give out every single statistic. And okay. so I have no idea how many minutes he played. But I can, I can, we can resolve this right now just by looking up his name. Um, uh, 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 Google Google is uh, being a tard right now. There we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot I'm recording in a place that doesn't have any good internet connection. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, we'll go. We'll All right, next. All right, all right, there you go. Portland Trail Blazers, Andre Iguodala. Wow. Now, when I first saw this, I was like, I mean, the man's bounced around the league, like, for his entire career. I mean, he did win, like, three championships in Golden State, but, like... There are his the ideal role would be the backup wing slash defensive specialist because you know he's like a good defender. Yeah, pretty good defender there. Yeah, I think I think that's a good fit. I mean, he's you're you're already close. He's not a bad role player to have. I mean, 
at this point in his career, he can still play that role. Yep. So I said that there's going to be another Knicks player on here. The Sacramento Kings target, Nerlens Noel. Ah. I mean, there's probably one thing worse than ending up in Sacramento, and I think we already talked about that. Okay, see. But, hey, if you got to go somewhere and you got to get a paycheck, I guess Sacramento's better than OKC. I mean, yeah. They theoretically have... <laughs> you you got to be in it for the money if you're going to go from the Knicks who, you know, I mean, they... <laughs> They had a shot. Yeah, they got they got they ran into a an Atlanta storm, man. I don't know what you know what they're feeling after that, but you got to feel like with the Knicks, you got a shot, you know. But uh, yeah, going to going to Sacramento would be a tough tough drop off to me. But yeah, but like he's he averaged two blocks a game, so he could that could help the defense. He could. He could probably help with the defense in Sacramento. I, I get you. I get you. His his usefulness there to them. I'm oh, yeah, saying because... from his standpoint, what you know, signing with Sacramento. I mean, if if there's no, you know, if he can't resign with New York and there's not somebody better calling, but you know, damn. So here's the thing: the Kings were the NBA's worst defensive team this season. However, they are. They are they are twelfth in offense, the twelfth best team in offense. So, which makes you a okay. <laughs> so, I think if 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 Noel ends up in Sacramento, the Kings will not be the worst team defensively next season. Yeah, but the, the, when you're the worst out of. That many teams, how many places does he bring you up? Realistically, probably like two or three. Okay, then. Are you a playoff team? No. Okay. Does he want to go to a non-playoff team? I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I'm looking at that aspect of it, you know, like where I was to where I'm going to go, you know, but hey. Yeah, but I, I think – I mean, that, that, I mean, despite the Kings having a 31 and 41 record this year, I think they have a bright future because, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, it's, I think the future is going to be good for them. I mean, they can develop Darren Fox and Tyrese Halberd, and who knows, maybe they'll be like the best backcourt duo one day. Or maybe they'll be free agents in a couple of years and end up in New York. <laughs> Or they'll oh, they'll be traded for no, 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 the Noel. Uh, there you go. All right, San Antonio Spurs, John Collins. Ooh, he's a sought after kind of guy. Yeah. I I I'm not sure what's going on with Spurs. I'm not used to the Spurs. Because I, I, I understand what you mean by you're not used to the Spurs being one of the worst teams in the league because you practically saw you, – you practically watched the Spurs have like 22 years of making the playoffs. And yes. 
I when I first started to like follow basketball, I caught on the tail end of that. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't a fan of the Spurs until I looked back and I was like, oh man, this team actually has a lot of history. And also they're one of the winningest teams in history. They surprisingly. So all I'm gonna say is San Antonio, aim higher. Yeah. You know who their number one target should be? Who should their number one target be? Bring back Kawhi. <laughs> Get rid of the doctors, new doctors, and bring back Kawhi. <laughs> All right. Uh, Toronto Raptors, Rashawn Holmes. Eh. <laughs> okay. If they somehow work out a if they somehow work in a, a three-team deal that sends Rashawn Holmes to the Raptors, that sends Noel to the Kings, and whoever from the Raptors to the to New York, then this, I'm, I'm, I'm aim higher. <laughs> there we but go. They have a chance because well, so you're they saying. have the number four pick. And if they some if somehow Evan Mobley isn't in the top three, maybe, but probably realistically, I think I'm not sure. But all right, Utah Jazz, Josh Richardson. Okay, now Utah is not far. Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't think it was like the chemistry. I, I I think if at least if at least Donovan Mitchell at the very least was healthy, I think they they probably give. I think I think they'd be in the Western Conference Finals and be like a full seven game series there, where I think Utah edges them out. But gotcha. So I'm looking at the picture of Josh Richardson. His his jersey number is zero. And I was like, since when did Sean Marion get a head of hair? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's Josh Richardson, not Sean Marion. Because Sean Marion was on the 2011 Mavericks team that won the championship. And like I look at his, and his face is not that that different from Sean Marion's. Like it's practically if someone just copied and pasted 